Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Garden Web University Radio, WGWG.org, hanging out with Adam Long. Adam from Focus Newspaper, how are you, buddy? Good. Hope uh hope you are better now. Hey uh, buddy, I'm, little... I am awesome. Yeah, I had a little had a little mishap this week uh with the water flooding my house. Um not as bad as it could have been, but uh yeah, I I appreciate uh, appreciate that, man. <laughs> appreciate it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, we are uh in kind of in the throes of the preseason. Uh Yes, know, we are. You know, we really are this next month. I'm not expecting a ton of things to happen. I mean, um, you know, from a box office standpoint, you're going to have a few things that are going to sneak in and that are mm-hmm. going to do pretty decent. I mean, we had last weekend, of course, we knew Divergent, um, the, uh, the, well, you know, we knew Insurgent, the di- part of the Divergent uh, series would do well. We knew that. Uh, Cinderella surprised people a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we got, uh, you know, some lackluster kind of comedies maybe sneaking sneaking in to do something. But I think the next big film that's going to make some money will be the, the Furious 7 film, uh, at least for its opening weekend. Oh, yeah. And But April doesn't, doesn't hold a whole lot from that standpoint. But if you want to start talking about films where people are going to go in droves to see, that's going to be uh, 1st of May uh, with the, uh, the, the next installment of The Avengers. So it'll be an interesting month to kind of, to me, I think for a lot of people to kind of catch up on things maybe they've missed. And uh, there'll be a few films worth seeing, but it'll definitely be a time that you can catch up on some DVD, Blu-ray kind of stuff, things maybe you missed when they were in theaters. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well as far as what's yeah. being opened. Also some older stuff, too. So um, Oh, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and it's funny you bring up uh, Fast and Furious. Did you hear the comment this past week that uh, Vin Diesel says that uh, – he thinks that it's going to win Best Picture in 2000 uh, at the next next year's Academy Awards ceremony. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was joking. Um, Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's messing around with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. If he wasn't, then, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll needs- see. You know, I mean, hey, maybe there's nothing else good out there, but... Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I think he's probably messing around with some folks. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, where do you want to start first? Do you want to talk movie news? Do you want to go to box office? Uh, you tell me. I'll, I'll let you steer well, for a little while. we can talk some movie news if you have anything that you think uh, is worth bringing up there. Right. I'll let you, uh, why don't you dive in first then? Well, I didn't really have any, um, News other than they're going to uh, issue Fifty Shades of Grey in May, but uh, that's uh, that's that's quite a quick turnaround. Yeah, it really is, that. man. It really is. Um, not surprised. I mean, that they, that was it's already going to be gone out of the box office. Why not make the money uh, in the summer when people are wanting to spend some money in the summer? Let's you know, let's just sell it and, and probably sell yeah. an unrated version uh, to draw more people in. So I'm not surprised, but that is a quick turnaround. Really quick turnaround. Yeah, it is. And well, I guess I guess you could file this under news. We had the uh, passing of Albert Mazels, which happened a couple of weeks ago when you and I were having scheduling conflicts, and we couldn't really get together, unfortunately, and talk about this. But uh, he's cert- certainly worth mentioning. Uh, he died at eighty-eight, and he was one of the great documentarians, if you ask me. And the films that he made with his brother David were just, I mean, they were trendsetters. What else can you say about them? Um, this, this is the, I mean, you know, we're talking about the, uh, 
1969 film, or 1970 film, I guess. It was filmed in 69, but released in 70, Give Me Shelter, uh, oh, Rolling, yeah. about the Rolling Stones' ill-fated Altamont concert where fans were stabbed to death by the Hells Angels, and it was captured on film in the movie. And, uh, you know, and the this was such a revolutionary film because they take the footage of those fans being murdered and screen it for Mick Jagger and 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 the rest of the band and let them watch it as it unfolds and get their reactions on film and then incorporate that into the film. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's just, it's brilliant. You watch it and it's just, and then uh, five years later, they went and shot the film Grey Gardens, which was about... Uh, Edith Bouvier, who was the, and uh, Edith Bouvier-Bill, uh, who was the uh, daughter and, I mean, was the cousin and aunt, or they were both cousins, I guess, of Jacqueline Onassis, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, and they lived in filth and squalor with raccoons in the walls of their houses, and and um, they live, you know, they had, <laughs> and it, the film just follows them around this rotting, decaying, filthy mansion, uh, you know that that uh, that has been publicly condemned, and they're they're both mentally ill, pretty much. I mean, you <laughs> right, right. But it's just an amazing film, uh, you know. And and they also did a film in 1968 about Bible salesmen, uh, and it's called Salesman, Door to Door Bible Salesman. And uh, I have all these films. They're really just uh, tremendous, tremendous, uh, tremendous, well-made films. And uh, and his brother David died in the 80s. I think it was like 87 and uh, or something like that. Yeah, it, it was 87, sure was. Yeah, and, and he continued on making films. Uh, he made a film for HBO back in the early 90s that's called Abortion Desperate Choices, which I just thought was phenomenal. I um, saw that, and it just gave you both sides of the issues. It, it wasn't... Judgment. It wasn't. It didn't try to take sides with the abortion issue. It, it gave you a good look at both sides of that. And I just, I'm not even sure if you can get that on video. But that is just, it's, it's incredible. Um, and uh, and it was Oscar nominated, I do believe. Uh, but it won an Emmy. But um, again, just, just a great filmmaker. Died at 88. Lived a nice, nice long life. Uh, and he has a great body of work to show for his life which is the best that any of them, the most that any artist could possibly ask for uh is to have a great body of work yeah, when you reach your life's end and he he definitely had it he was not a big fan of michael moore and those kind of and the new kind of style of document you know documentary filmmaking where the filmmakers insert themselves right. into the films mm-hmm. Uh, he believed that you should stay behind the camera and be objective yep. and let yep. the subjects speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know the difference. Michael Moore really does his approach makes it about it, himself. It's <laughs> not, and it's an op-ed piece. I mean, it, it's opinion, yeah, right? It's opinion, and uh, there's while there's always bias, the filmmaker's bias will always show up in documentaries. You do want to try to be objective if you want to do a true form documentary and let, yes. like you said, let the subjects become that piece and let, you know, let it, let it be balanced. Let it show what's actually happening. And, you know, if you look at the, uh, the body of work, you know, talking about the body of work, I mean, you know, uh, Albert and David together, uh, both covered things from everything from the Beatles to Orson Welles to, uh, yes. to Marlon Brando, um, to, uh, you know, the, the fight between Muhammad Ali and Larry Holmes. Uh, and so, you know, they covered a wide spectrum of topics Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's you know many times a documentarian will 
we'll find kind of one particular thing to cover. Um, That's right. But these guys didn't. They they branched out into all sorts of things. You know, everything from yeah, yeah. He's he's know. a giant in the uh, yeah. in the, the documentary field. And I, you know, I don't think documentary films would be what they have become. I mean, with, without his input, you know, right. his creative input with his brother David, and you know, unfortunately, his work never saw a, a one hundred million dollar gross like right. Michael Moore did with Fahrenheit nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, but they deserve to because they're great films. I mean, Grey Gardens we were talking about, you know, which follows the the cousin and aunt of Jackie Onassis in their rotting, filthy, uh, rotting, decaying mansion. There were so many that film became such a cult classic right. that they actually, uh, after David's death, he assembled out enough outtakes to to create a sequel called The Bills of Grey Gardens, which mm-hmm. was issued in the, about 2005 or 2006. So, and uh, even became a Broadway musical and an HBO film. Uh, you know, they dramatized it with Jack, uh, with the, uh, Jessica Lange playing the, the part of the, the old the mother. And, right, And right. Uh, Drew Barrymore's the daughter. But uh, he, he, he was uh, interviewed in 2005 by the Times, and he said uh, the key to his successful career was making films exactly the way I believe they should made. Uh, should be made. Uh, one of the things that makes it easy is I have a true love for people, and so I have no gift difficulty ke- getting and keeping access. Mm-hmm. So uh, rest in peace, Albert Mazels. Uh, we will miss you, but we have a great body of work that you left behind. So there you go. Good deal. Yeah, we, we will definitely um, be revisiting some of those. I'm, I'm excited to, to go back and and check those out again. And Oh, great um, stuff. And he's know. got two in the can that haven't even been issued. I mean, the guy was working almost 90 years old, still working. Uh, his late One of his uh, films, Iris, premiered last October uh, at the, uh, I think it was at the New York Film Festival, but it pre- premiered there, and he has one in the can that hasn't been issued yet. So there you go. I mean, a guy just working right till the very end. That's the way it should be. Good deal, good deal. Well, man, I appreciate that. I, I do have a couple Absolutely. of other movie related, movie news related things that I will share. Uh, mm-hmm. you, it feels like we always have to talk something about superheroes because um, that is the genre that everybody wants to make now. Uh, you know, Marvel has had amazing success with it at the box office. Uh, DC's mm-hmm. success has been hit and miss. Uh, did really well with uh, with Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. And, uh, you know, we can go back to Tim Burton's uh, original two, first two installments. He had, uh, you know, I think he had success as far as the styles of films that he was wanting to create with that franchise. And, uh, and then it just kind of fell off after that. But, uh, but DC is really, uh, and Superman, the Superman films of recent years have, have truly just been hit and miss. You know, you've got some audiences are drawn to them. Um, critics, for the most part, not big fans of them. Um, but they are going to, you know, DC is going to try to find a way to, to live on the big screen. And they're, they're really kind of going full force and taking a page out of the Marvel handbook by tying films together. And to me, that's, uh, that's what I thought was brilliant about what Marvel did with, uh, with this phase one franchise is, um, with the, with the Avengers two coming out, that will be 10 films that have all been connected um, as part of this franchise, you know, you've had the Iron Man films, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, uh, and the Avengers, and you tie all those together, and you know, you tie those sequels together. They they're all connected, and mm-hmm. uh, and they've even connected themselves into TV with Marvel's Agents of Shield. Now, That's right. um, so you know, now DC's trying to say, okay, how can we capitalize on this success? Where did we miss the boat? Well, they missed the boat because they they, they weren't 
forward thinking, they were just thinking about individual projects instead of thinking about um, all these projects, you know, weaving into one universe. Well, now they're saying, okay, yeah, we got to do it. And so you're going to do it with Batman uh, versus Superman. But that's also going to be a film that launches the Justice League. Well, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's going to show up in that, we know. Uh, and we know a few others are, are probably going to be showing up as well. But uh, all that to say, uh, they've also given a green light to a Wonder Woman standalone film uh, and already given a date. Uh, it will be coming out in 2017 along with uh, the Justice League film. So both mm-hmm. of those are going to be launched in 2017. You know, this summer we do have uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron, but we also have Ant-Man coming out with Paul Rudd starring as Ant-Man. And um, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they're like, but, you know, you're supposed to have some seriousness to it. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's back up here. You know, if you look at Iron Man, uh, you look at, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., he has definitely infused comedy um, and comic relief into the role of Iron Man and Tony Stark. You know, he's, he's cocky, he's arrogant, but he has fun being that way, and it's kind of worked. You know, I think back to when Tim Burton cast Michael Keaton as Batman uh, back in the 80s. You know, a lot of people were like, but that's Michael Keaton. He does comedy. But, he, you know, he found a way to, to make, make Batman work and make Bruce Wayne work. And, that's right. Uh, and then that actually ended up showing people, wow, this guy can do some, a few more things. And he's, you know, this year got nominated for a Best Actor Oscar. So, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't push somebody off just because you know them for a certain thing. So that's what I'm saying about, about give Ant-Man a shot. Let's just see how he does. Um, I, I, now, I, personally, I don't think that was the the best choice for a superhero film. But you know, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna leave the door open and, and see if I can be surprised. They do have a, a pretty good cast. With uh, Evangeline Lilly is in this. Uh, also, Michael Douglas uh, shows up in this film. So uh, I'm gonna you know I'm, I'm gonna withhold my judgment. Haven't seen it yet, uh, so we'll see. But it was written in part by Paul Rudd. So he's definitely got his hands uh, in this particular piece. But I uh, just wanted to mention a couple of things there because superhero news, you you, you got to you gotta kind of keep people up to date on that because, man, there's so much of that going on. Um, so that's some news I wanted to make sure I was able to share. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Well, uh, do we think you're talking about uh, Oscar uh, wins and uh, Michael Keaton winning this year. Uh, do we think uh, Ben Affleck's going to win um, for his portrayal of uh, Superman in the next, uh, in the Bat- I mean, in the, as Batman, in the Batman versus uh, Superman? Well, film? you know, <laughs> Affleck's got a couple of Oscars already under his belt, uh, under his utility belt, so uh, I, don't, I don't know that we're going to be seeing him flying in with the uh, cape and cow to, to get an Oscar for that. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, but you know, I, I'm interested to see how he'll do in the role, and I think he'll do fine. Uh, it's interesting talking to uh, like the college age generation who grew right. up with uh, with mm-hmm. with with Christopher Nolan's Batman. They're like, no, you can't you can't take can't take Bale out of that role. It's like, look, that franchise is done. You know that that particular franchise. It's, it's a new it's a new day now. You know, move That's on. Right. I said, you know, I, I was able to watch George Clooney be Batman and Val Kilmer be Batman, and uh, you know, you once you put the the cape and the cow on. You know, anybody can be Batman if they can find a way to pull it off. So you don't have to be a deep, deep actor in order to make that happen. And uh, That's right. You know, I, my favorite, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, if I go back to the to uh, Tim Burton's launch of that and in, uh, in, in Schumacher's debacle, as I like to call it, uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say I'm much more of a Keaton fan 
from that mm-hmm. standpoint. But, you know, Christian Bell, I thought, did an amazing job. And what Nolan was able to do to that story as a uh, cohesive trilogy uh, was really, really impressive to me. Uh, to be able to make that happen. And then yeah. you know, and we saw an Oscar win come out of that for uh, for the late Heath Ledger as well as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, superhero films, you, you can have some um, some some pretty impressive things that come out of that. I mean, we had Jack Nicholson as the first Joker, you know, several years ago when uh, when Burton was given that green light. And, you know, when you think back, Adam, it's pretty amazing that Tim Burton got a shot at that because what did he have under his belt besides Pee Wee Herman? You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. What, I mean, yeah. what had he done before? And Beetlejuice, maybe. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was Beetlejuice before or after? That was that was before. Okay, it was before. all right. It was, it but, was 80, 88, He did Beetlejuice and eighty five. Okay. He did Pee Wee's, and uh, yep. so he had he had two under his belt, yep. but uh, still not not a not a not a huge track record yeah especially when you're talking about at that point you know warner had been trying to make a batman film for like a decade yeah and so uh so here they are you know giving this guy a shot who's really a newcomer yeah he had two films he had one uh that was a breakthrough hit with uh with peewee i mean nobody expected that to be anything and he he took his kind of unique uh, take and his uh, unique uh, surrealism uh and and really brought brought that to life and uh, and then, of course, Beetlejuice was just incredibly inventive, uh, you know, a comedic poltergeist kind of film, uh, and with which introduced really Michael Keaton uh, to a larger audience. Now he had you know, done TV, and he had also been in uh, the Night Shift with uh, with Henry Winkler and uh, Shelley Long, and uh, Ron Howard kind of gave him that option, uh, that chance there. But yeah, I think Gung it was, Ho, he was in yeah Gung Ho, yeah he had done other things, but I think it was really Beetlejuice that that uh, established him as uh, a much, you know, he could be a box office draw. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so then when they cast him, uh, you know, almost immediately, uh, when, uh, when Batman came along, it was like, wow, how do you do this? But then you realize, well, you know, look what Burton was able to do, do, to him, or do with him earlier. Let's give him a shot. And it really mm-hmm. did work. I mean, those first two films to me, um, I thought uh, it really took on the take of, Okay, here's kind of the Batman that you can see uh, in comics, and it's not the one that you know we grew up with with uh, with Adam West and the reruns. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed those; those were fun as a kid. But when you really get to the dark nature of who Batman was and who Bruce Wayne was, it was you know dark story. You know, a kid that saw his parents gunned down, and yeah. uh, you know how do you how do you survive that? And uh, you, you either become that, or you find ways to fight it. And he was mm-hmm. always towing the line. Always in the middle, you know. You just never knew, you know, if he was going to cross that line. And um, right. I, I think you got a chance to see the glimpse of that uh, early on when Tim Burton brought it to the big screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, there you go. There's a, a little little history and a little uh, fast forward to the future as well. All right. Any other uh, any other movie news uh, besides uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams, and Joaquin Phoenix uh, going to be in a film called Nocturnal Animals? Anything else you want to share? Oh, nothing that uh, nothing that springs to mind at the moment. All right. Well, uh, look for those three uh, in an adaptation of a 1993 book uh, called Tony and Susan Nocturnal Animals. Uh, well, uh, they've been uh, they've been cast uh, to be a part of that. There may be some future award contenders uh, for that particular piece. Uh, now, I will say this: uh, this is something we've talked about on the show. We talked about this a long time ago, actually. The the film uh, with the Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Bradley Cooper. That oh was, yes. Uh, the adapted from your uh, our, our local um, 
guy's novel. What's, yep, what's the Ron, guy? Yep, the, yeah, Gardner Webb alum, Ron Rash. Um, that's yep. right. I couldn't think of his name. I knew yep. he's, he's from yep. your, your neck of the woods. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. think of his name. They say that's going straight to video. Well, uh, it's it's actually going to get a very limited release. Yeah. I mean, very limited, like maybe um, 50 cities. Uh-huh. Um, I actually saw it pop up on uh, Box Office Mojo when you're looking mm-hmm. at future releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been released already in um, uh, in the foreign market. But, uh, but yeah, going to be very limited release. Um, some of the early buzz on it was just uh, the directing really uh, killed the film. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, uh, not saying the source material was bad, right, but right. Uh, I think it lost something uh, in its translation to the to film because from what I mean, it's it's gotten really bad word of mouth, and uh, it's uh, you know unfortunately it just it just you know it's been sitting on the shelf for a while from what I understand. Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, actually, it actually opens this weekend um, in limited wow. re- limited release, uh, fifty eight theaters. Um, but yeah, you got two, uh, you know, two incredible talents there with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper and, mm-hmm. uh, only getting, uh, you know, 58, 58 theaters. Um, uh, yeah, there's, uh, but the book itself is very rich, uh, very dark, very dark subject. Um, and, uh, you know, just to have that happen with these kind of talents mm-hmm. that, you know, when this, when this film was first cast, um, based on the material, they're like, okay, this is a future award contender. I mean, that's how it was being talked about because mm-hmm. of the talent involved and the source material, that original source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate it. Yeah, I really hate it because because uh, Ron Rash is is an amazing uh, writer, and yeah. um, he just he's he's very uh, prolific. He he continues to put out new stuff all the time. Uh, many of his films do take place in in kind of Southern Appalachia, so. Uh, and you know, really, this neck of the woods uh, here in uh, in rural North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of period pieces as well. Uh, but there's always a darkness to his characters, and right. um, you know, Serena is one of those. And um, I, I really hate it. I'm I'm definitely going to find a way to check it out. I've got to just because it's based on Ron's uh, source material. But sure, uh, yeah, d- disappointed. You know, very disappointed that um, that the, the director that uh, that they had for this wasn't able to. Mm-hmm to make it happen but uh it has uh, already been in uh, uh amazingly enough russia is the uh the, the biggest take for this film uh 1.3 million dollars from russia <laughs> um italy new zealand france australia uh and uh, this was all released back uh first release date was october 24th in the uk and mm. um so uh, you know it's you kept wondering, okay, is it ever going to show up in the U.S.? And mm-hmm. uh, I guess that they just decided, well, uh, we'll we're not going to do a wide, wide release because of the word of right. Mouth. So I hate it. Yeah, I really do hate I it. I do too. I do too. That's uh, not 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 good. But um, but anyway, at any at any rate, uh, it's um, you know it's going to get out there and people can see it. I, I just we well, brought that up before and it just popped into my yep. mind. I saw something last yep. week about it and I knew that there was talk of it getting in theaters and so I thought I'd. Uh, I'd uh, I'd bring that up too. Uh, and speaking of the uh, Bradley Cooper Jennifer Lawrence thing, you know David O. Russell directed them in two films, right, right. Uh, and he had a film that was uh, basically abandoned that he had shot uh, called Nailed, and it had Jake Gyllenhaal in it. It was supposed to be a satire on the healthcare industry where a guy gets a nail in his head. And uh, I can't, and I don't have the information pulled up in front of me. They've retitled that film. 
uh, and I can't, I, I don't have the, like I said, the in, info on the uh, the missing David O. R- Russell film. But anyway, it was shot in 2008, and they're just now issuing it, and it's getting horrible reviews. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, it's just awful. Uh, there's probably a reason why he abandoned that film, but yeah. he had a very dark period, you know, after he did I Heart Huckabee right, and right. before he did... Uh, the, uh, the 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 oh what's the one where she won the Oscar I'm just it's escaping me um, uh, what with uh, the the one there's with De Niro and Bradley um, Cooper and uh, you know the the big one that came out in 2012 oh uh, <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook that's it yep. Silver Linings yeah yep. sorry sorry yep. I drew a blank well I was thinking about, I was thinking back to Winter's Bone the one before uh, the one that she no. did before that but yeah Silver Linings Playbook yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was thinking about. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he made a. That was the the only film he made for you know about six seven years there, mm-hmm. and it got a. It was abandoned, and now they decided that they would release it, and it's getting just awful, yeah. awful reviews. Yeah. So uh, well, it, um, I, I, let me let me throw in one one film that I'm gonna recommend to, for people to watch: Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. It was out last year. Oh, that's terrific! And um, I think it's out on. Uh, I think it's out on uh, DVD Blu Ray now. Um, yeah, it is. It okay. is out. Yeah, All right. Um, but I would definitely recommend seeing that. This this guy is he's a talent, and uh, you really you really see what a talent he is in this film. Um, yeah. It's, uh, and it also reminds me of some of the people I worked with during my. Uh, my TV journalism days, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, uh, it brought back some pretty strange memories. Um, we, we've got oh, just we've got. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, and I stand corrected on that. Uh, that nailed. Uh, he did direct the fighter. That was a. Uh, uh, he directed the fighter before Silver Linings. Okay. And uh, the only film that he made in between the fighter and I Heart Huckabee's was this film, and it is reti- It's been retitled Accidental Love. Accidental so, Love. Uh, I, I like nailed better. <laughs> yeah, that that was the yeah that that. That would have been a little bit uh, of, a, of a better title, yeah, you know. Yeah. A little, but anyway, uh, right. Jake Gyllenhaal's in this, and uh, so it's it's got a it's got a really uh, Jessica Alba, I think, is in okay. It, uh, I believe. Okay. Well, anyway, point is, it's a uh, um, you know, it's it's De- Jessica Biel and gotcha, uh, gotcha. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's okay. It. But anyway, uh, right. just wanted to mention that for whatever it's worth. Okay. It's, uh, well, we, uh, we've got getting out there. Well, good deal. We've got about four minutes, and I know you want to talk about uh, Divergent, uh, the Divergent series film, Insurgent. Um, you know, we had three films in uh, pretty wide release last weekend. The Gunman uh, really flopped at the box office. Uh, yep. Five million, uh, number four. Uh, Run uh, All Night was number three. Uh, Cinderella uh, has made its money back in a couple weeks. It's uh, number two last week. And Insurgent, which we knew was going to be number one, uh, opened up at uh, fifty-two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not too shabby for a uh, March opening uh, for this kind of film. And uh, they they kind of found uh, you know March is good for these kinds of films. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And you know, it's uh, I think of, when I think of uh, in, Insurgent, Divergent, uh, I. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I can't help but think of uh, the um, uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of like the the redheaded stepchild of the Hunger Games yeah. films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and and I take offense to that because I'm a redheaded stepchild. So uh, I, uh, there you go, there you go. Uh, sorry about the stepping on of the toes there. That's okay. But, uh, no, no. And so 
anyway, and I'm just now pu- pulling up. I'm I'm looking over my re- yeah. my thoughts on it in my review, and I actually the the review title came out as just divergent. <laughs> so oh wow! We got a typo. If anybody should yeah. go on the Focus newspaper yeah. site, it's a typo. We know the film is titled Insurgent. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. Uh, you know, it's it's just it, it starts out okay. You know, kind of like the other film. Uh, you know, it's just dystopian future, right, uh, right? Like those other things that we've just referenced. And then as the film goes on, you know, she's they're wanted for a crime. She and her brother and her boyfriend and the Miles Teller character—they're all this quartet of youngsters. Uh, they're wanted uh, for some sort of a crime that they didn't commit they're mistaken for fugitives in a in this uh futuristic universe and then you've got kate winslet she's the high-ranking official that has this 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 thing that that uh requires um the shaleen woodley character tris to unlock its secrets but uh, it's kind of like a MacGuffin, I guess you would say, like, uh, is what you know Hitchcock used to right, right. refer to uh, those things in his films as a MacGuffin. Right. But right. anyway, none of this really matters because the, it, during the second hour of the film, it just explodes into just uh, all these mindless special effects, and the tedium sets in, and it's gotcha. just you, you know, it's 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 a C minus affair for wow. me okay. all the way. Okay. It's just not really, you know, it, these these films just compared to the Hunger Games, they're just. They're so lacking, okay. and they just, okay. uh, you know, I don't know. All right, well, there you go. C-minus for uh, the um, Divergent series, Insurgent, the second chapter in that. Uh, that is, uh, it'll be going up this weekend against, uh, wow, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell and Get Hard in uh, 3,100 theaters, and also be going against Home, animated family mm-hmm. film uh, with the voice of uh, Rihanna, also the voice of Steve Martin, Jennifer Lopez, and Jim Parsons starring as a lovable alien who is uh, trying to to save his race and save the human race as well. So uh, Home is uh, opening, and that's about an hour and a half long. So if you're looking to take mm-hmm. take the kids to something this weekend, uh, you may want to try that instead of the uh, Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart film. I think you'll do much better, and I think um, your, your kids won't be running around cussing you out. So uh, there you go. Uh, that does wrap things up for this uh, week's edition of Cinema Scene. Uh, Adam Long, you can find his work at focusnewspaper.com. Did I get that right? Yep, that's right. Uh, and you can also follow us on uh, Facebook and uh, check us out there and uh, interact with us as well. And uh, listen to our reviews on WGWG.org. You can uh, download them anytime you want to uh, on demand. And just go to WGWG.org to find out more information on that. Until mm-hmm. next time, I'm Noel Manning. That's Adam Long. And for this week, that is a wrap. <laughs>